Hello, Minecraftians, and welcome to the premiere episode of Realm News. I am your host, the Dark Lord, and I bid welcome. Welcome to the explorers who are venturing across the intrepid deserts out there right now, out there sweltering out in that heat, to those mountaineers on the tallest summit that dwarf Everest do not look down, to those mariners reeling in the first day's cash or discovering new lands out on the open sea. Warm waters, cold waters, they are out there right now, and I welcome you. I welcome those poor, helpless souls who just came into the genesis upon the overworld with new, no weapons, no tools, nor shelter. Fresh in the game, you remember that feeling, everybody. It is horrible, it is scary. I came in at night, I remember that, and I had to build a shelter fast, so welcome to you guys. I welcome the brave who are attempting to tame the nether as we speak. Good luck to you. To those in the oblivion, that static place we dubbed the end, that I haven't been there yet. I am envious of you, but I wish you the best of luck and welcome. And I say welcome to all, to all of you, to the first edition of Realm News. I am so excited to be here with you. I truly am. I think we have a great episode today. I think we have a great first. Honestly, I do. I put a lot of work into this. I hope that I found some good info for you guys on this theory I got. I, I, I'm i sure you saw the title, The Cleric, Cleric's Cloak, if I can even say it right. <laughs> the Cleric's Cloak. What the heck am I talking about, you may be wondering. Well, let me just jump into it, guys. Honestly, I'm just going to delve in here and kind of spit it out. I believe the Cleric's um, are held to a sacred order that holds secrets to the ancient world and have a deep-rooted connection to this fiendish beast as we know him. Yes, yes, our dreaded creeper. <laughs> I know. Uh, you guys hate him. You guys love him. Um, I, I I don't know what to say. I I think he's essential to the game, but I'm not going to delve into it too far right now. Um, I want to go further with this. I believe the creeper was a peaceful creature of the overworld. Yeah, peaceful, right? Um, that's a little crazy. Um, I, I think he, this was a cre peaceful guy up until the builders turned him into a walking bomb. And, um, well, there it is. Shall we dive in, guys? Brace yourselves. I have some pretty wild stuff to throw your way. I want to tell you guys a story, okay? A story from an old realm news that I have in my enchantment room. Just let me dust it off here. Uh, by the way, I'm down in my lair in Silhouette City. It's the uh, capital of the new world and the overworld I, I control as the Dark Lord. So here it is. Hang on. Got it right here in my hand. Now, I just, uh, I bid you to get cozy for a minute or two. I, got, I just got a, a nice little story about how I was introduced to the cleric. But, you know, I, I do have a caveat. Do not, if you're driving, you know, get co too cozy. Um, wait till you get to a nice, safe area. Um, maybe a, a prone area where you're not in the midst of racking into people, if you're listening to this. But um, it, you get the gist, right? Um 
So <clears throat> cue the music maestro. There, that's the perfect setting for a story. <clears throat> Let's get started now. I, the Dark Lord, was crossing eastwards across the vast and seemingly infinite Umber Ocean. I have sailed the sea route before and must head back for a purpose. To go beyond the coast. Beyond the sandy beaches into the depth of what appeared to be a fascinating land. Upon discovery of this unique land, I immediately noticed the geology of the countryside. The jutting green pock mountains full of flora and giants of trees. This was an endearing sight to see alongside with the majestic waterfall shuttling off a cobblestone overhang from a higher ground from which I was viewing from my boat. Just a cascade of water and it was a beautiful sight. I was excited to return to this beautiful paradise of jungle trees and pandas. I built a rudimentary shelter on the last trip upon the shore, and that's where I stayed that night. I slept that night, and then woke early to the humid jungle and to the smell of decomposing jungle floor from all the vegetation that has fallen from previous years, months, days. I immediately was greeted by two zombies, spiders and a creeper. It was shocking at first, just how many of them there were. There was a whole number of zombies. This place was teeming with fiendish mobs of all varieties and menace. The cave above, I noticed, above my shelter was the breeding ground for these freaks. I ran and I ran through the dense jungle, past the oscillates, brushing against the jungle tree bark and trying not to fall into the sporadic crevices that happened to be part of this landscape that was beautiful from ashore but has now turned into a living nightmare. What I have discovered in mid-sprint was the most amazing village from the precipice of a grassy knoll overlooking a wide community. I quickly abandoned the zombie horde, spiders, and the creeper and sought shelter in this village. I ran into this stunning cathedral-esque church like building that seemed out of place in comparison to the other shelters and trade buildings that were just sprightly built along the roads, the dirt roads, may I add. Upon entering the sanctuary, I first noticed a villager that was dressed as I have never seen before. This gent was in some fine garments. He turned, gazed at me with his arms at his midsection, hands folded solemnly together as if in prayer, and he said, I was too concerned to grunt back and I've learned long ago that villagers do not make great conversationalists. He was in his customary biome-specific attire, but one thing stood out, his beautiful cloak, almost mistaken for a poncho for it kind of draped in the front as well. Maybe it was two separate pieces, but what stuck out to me was the backside of this. The backside of his cloak was a royal purple. The color of a royal purple, the finest dye, a Tyrian dye, perhaps. I'll get into the Tyrian dye later in this episode. 
Anyways, it was laced with a gold trim around the entirety of the piece. The embroidery on the back caught my attention immediately. In black thread was the face of the creeper, the beast I just sought refuge from, to arrive here in a place that appears to worship these exploding assassins. I thought for a second of this irony that lay before me, before noticing the brewing stand that was in the middle of the floor. This thing was positioned in a way as if it was an altar of itself. So I stole it. I ran it out of the cathedral or whatever this temple was that the villagers had erected and put this gentleman in charge of. And I took it back to my capital seed town that is hand built in the middle of the Ombre Ocean from which I sailed from. I soon had my own cleric in town and I noticed. He also sported this menacing creeper face on his beautiful purple cloak. I wonder, what could it all mean? Okay everyone, so I just told you a story from the Realm News that I pulled out of my enchantment room. And I hope that you enjoyed that little reading. That was the first time I met a cleric, and that was months ago in this um, realm of mine. In my um, world that I dubbed Ombre Dieu. Um, I found that a while back, and when I saw that cloak, like I said in the story, I just couldn't get it out of my mind. Like... I even look, I scoured the internet looking for theories, fan theories. I really did read it and there just wasn't much. So I had to just do my own and that's why I'm doing this. And that's the beauty of Minecraft this open ended world. You can speculate all day. You can come up with your own lore. Um, I think I have um, one that holds water here. Um, I'm going to delve into this now. Um, I want to point out, you know, Minecraft likes throwing those Easter eggs, but I think that this, like, this creeper face on his cloak isn't just a, an Easter egg, and I want to um, point that out a little bit more, show the gravity of that, um, because I think this guy is a person of the clergy. I mean, it couldn't be more evident. The dude's dressed in religious-looking attire. I mean, and I'll get into that here in a second. Um, compared to how he dresses, he has a cape. All the other villagers, obviously, according to their biome, they, they, they dress different. Their biome specific, but I mean, this guy always has a cape. It don't matter, um, his occupation, no matter what biome, he has this purple cape with the creeper face on the back. Also, um, this cleric has the nicest work environment from what I can tell in the entire village out of all the villagers. I mean, it is the most elaborate setup. Um, beautiful Gothic towers I, I saw in the story I, I, I was telling you. I didn't really describe uh, what it looked like, but it's a tall one. It has pews in there. Um, it's made out of cobblestone. It has vines growing on the out. It looked medieval in the jungle setting. It almost looked like medieval knights came in and built this, like the Knights of Templar built this for this cleric, you know? Um, so I delved in deeper, guys, to um, point out why these clerics, I think, resemble those of the, what we know in the real world. And um, by no means I'm suggesting that Minecraft is saying that these guys are Christian or Catholic or any other real world faith, because they aren't. Um, 
they don't represent that i'm pretty sure of that and by the way i don't represent minecraft or anything guys so um this is just all my theories i just want to let you know that um i'm a commenter theorist um the end i don't represent any company so just get that out of the way um so let's delve in here um, I have an example here, um, and it's a good source I found um, online at the National Catholic Register. Um, this is a blog by Kevin D. Camillo, and you can find this at www.ncregister.com slash blog. Um, this is just from a couple years ago, um, July 2022, and um, I want to delve into the cleric regular that he talks about in his article. And from what I ascertained from this, his blog post, um, these cleric regulars were interesting. And I learned a lot from this. You guys should really check it out. I'll leave these in the bo- in the description of the episode so you can check out these cool resources I found. But anyways, these cleric regulars were one of two groups um, he, he goes to describe that, help hold, that have held the Catholic Church, it seems like, together for what uh, I read hundreds of years. Uh, I think he goes, say, a millennia. The canon here the canon so you got the can regular and the cleric regular the can regular was from what i gather were more vehemently adhered to the church they weren't mobile meaning from what he describes they were assigned to an abbey and they didn't leave that abbey unless they were told to do so which i guess happened um he used an example of uh um being sent to wisconsin i grew mike but that's more of an order um, and I want to get into the difference here. Um, that kind of goes into the fourth vow he goes on to say that they take. And um, that is a vow of stationary, being in one place, not as mobile. On the other hand, the clerics regular, their vow was more specific on the sect they were in, I guess. is the, I don't really, I, I'm not very familiar with religious studies at all so i'm sorry if i'm getting this wrong but um they were um more able to roam around um yeah they were more open it appears like more of the liberal side if i dare to go into but they um more more very well educated people um these clerics um they educated the masses about their, the sacred religion, um, and they were very devout as well. It's just that they were more liberal in the idea that they were able to move around, kind of explore, talk, educate, delve into some sort of some parts of science. And I know I'm paraphrasing a lot, guys, but um, it's a very interesting article. And I just want to emphasize that these clerics were very um, intelligent record keepers and held in high regard in society um i also want to touch base on the attire from this article that kevin d camille goes on in his blog to say and i quote here these clerics sported unique religious garb end quote and goes on by saying quote full choir regalia includes black cape with roman purple end quote Bam. Thank you. Okay. Full choir regalia was what these guys wore. It was kind of like a suit you wear to go to dinner. It was your finest, you know, if you're taking going out on a date. You want to look nice. These guys look sharp in the choir regalia with the finest Roman purple capes and, 
you know, they look good. Um, these guys like to dress well. Um, also, I think he mentioned in this that that's what kind of separated them from the canon regulars, um, their religious garb. Um, now let's dive into the Roman purple. This kind of emphasizes just the importance of purple, and I think it also is an indicator in the game of Minecraft, the cleric wearing purple. You don't see too many other people wearing purple capes, so I think there is significance to the color itself. Um, I remember learning in college um, about purple being associated with um, royalty, but I had to get online and just uh, check that out a little bit further. Um, and I found a good article, a really, really good one on the B- on BBC.com, um, and uh, that'll be in the show notes as well. Um, and this article is by, Az- uh, I hope I'm getting this right, Azaria Gorvet, and it's titled Tyrian Purple, the Lost Ancient Pigment That Was More Valuable Than Gold. And um, in this article, um, I want to go on to say that Tyrian Purple, quote, was the most expensive product in antiquity worth more than three times its weight in gold, end quote. Three times its weight in gold, guys. Uh, that's, this stuff was, uh, was sought after. Um, I read in this article, people waged wars, empires collapsed over this stuff, I believe. This was like a big deal, very, very big deal, held in high, high, high regard. And this was... And again, I got this from the article. This was due to the process of extracting this dye. And from what I gather, it was from shellfish. And it was done by hand. And it was painstaking. And this process was lost around 15th century. Um, and they were um, trying to d- rediscover this process um, again. Um, this process was... Let me see here. Um... I just want to get the color here by Pliny. I know I'm kind of going over the place, but it, there's a guy out there right now that is um, been spending years pulling up these shells and um, trying to get the mixture right. Um, and I think they got down. I have to fact check that again. I'm really just trying to get into the color. And there's a recording here in the article that Pliny the Elder um, described it as, quote, a deep reddish purple like coagulated blood tinged with black and had a shiny appearance when held to the light end quote so um yeah i guess it was just something that we wouldn't even really recognize as purple you know i guess it was just very beautiful apparently this dye really held its color over time it didn't fade or anything that's why it was really sought after and it just was very unique color purple is very beautiful and um this article also goes to point out that it was uh the tyrian purple tyrian um after the city tyr t-y-r-e and the citizens that lived there were called purple people (laughs) um purple people people eaters right um anyways i thought that was kind of a fascinating fact that they went and pointed out that Zaria Gorthit pointed out in that article. Check that article out, guys. It's really very interesting. Um, also, off the top of my head, I know that Stoicism had a little play with uh, part of that. I believe um, I learned this in philosophy class. I think it was Zeno, uh, the founder of philosophy. He was on a shipwreck carrying this dye. 
Um, you know, he came from a wealthy family. His uh, ship capsized with this guy and he lost it all. A huge fortune. But he went on and found the, the philosophy of Stoicism, which is a great philosophy. Um, so you were probably saying to yourself, okay, Dark Lord, um, when the heck does that have to do with Creepers? Some foreign overworld city with a cleric wearing a Roman purple cloak that you found has anything to do with religion. I know, I, uh, I know you're probably waiting for me to just get to the summation of all of this. Hang in there. Um, I hope to, you know, bring this all back together. Make this a coherent theory, guys. Um, just really emphasizing that these um, clerics in the game are held in high regard. Um, I don't think that's really ever been pointed out before or backed, but I... From what I've read online, these guys resemble from real-world um, cleric regulars. And again, I'm not saying that there's any affiliation of Catholicism in this game or any other religion that we know in the real world tied to this. I'm just saying it's just kind of funny that they chose to dress them uncannily similar to those in real world. However, I am indeed saying that these clerics are part of some sort of religious sect in the game. I do think that they have um, a commonality. Each biome, each cleric um, has the same garb, um, signifying a commonality amongst all of them. And so I believe that they're part of some sort of sect um, adhering to ancient symbols. For example, like the sandstone creeper face carve, carving found in desert temples um and we'll get into that a little bit more but i think that that has a lot to do with it i believe that adds context to the history of the creeper face and why it may be borrowed and now the villagers have that as a symbol anyways um Creepers, in my opinion, have been around for a very long time. As far as I'm concerned, they were around since before the ancients. Um, I believe the ancient builders, which if you don't know, if you're new to Minecraft, there's theories and they're called builders. Um, they're responsible for all the ruins you see in the overworld. As you're exploring, you'll see like just temples, um, even down the ocean, ocean temples. Um, they're everywhere, they're hard to miss. And the theory is that there was a ancient group of people that built these advanced superstructures. And I'll be getting into more of those theories in later episodes. Um, we aren't going to get too much into explaining about the ancient builders right now. But I believe that they respected this animal, the creeper. Um, I believe they respected the creeper like as i said um i think it used to be peaceful i think uh they respected it because of its gentle relationship with nature yes that's right you used the word gentle with this as this this uh, violent animal as we know it now um i use the word gentle because as we know it today it is that but I think it used to be um, gentle because it wasn't always a monster. It didn't always have TNT plugged in it. 
um i think that frowny face was once not upside down i say this because i theorize that these entities were biologically manipulated by the ancients and yes that's right my thorough research um in my mobiciary i recommend you get one because it has a lot of detail about these creatures in it and especially the creepers extremely fascinating um it has a complete anatomy breakdown and in plain deep detail in this book um there is a block of tnt in that guy and it's even labeled tnt like a cartoon you know um it has a tripwire meticulously hooked up from the explosive device the tnt itself and this tripwire whatever this wire goes from the tnt it looks like it it looks like it wraps around the heart i'm, I'm pretty sure that's the heart and um then it goes from the heart to the brain um and there's a description above the brain even and I, I do want to talk about this description in the book it says quote tiny brain is programmed to stalk adventures and to deton detonate the tnt when it can do maximum damage end quote programmed did you hear the key word there programmed that indicates something other than like it other than it biologically manipulated the creature and turned this once peaceful, light-treading, four-legged, walking-looking veggie into a killer, suicidal, cyborg killer. Um, I mean, I'm taking the mobiciary as a fact for the game, like, personally. Um, I know that they said it's not canon online. The people that made the book and Mojang, I believe... Uh, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure they said it's not canon, and I understand that this game is intended to always be open world, never ending, which I love about it. Uh, it's just an open world game of blocky wonder, and that's what makes it great. But this drawing here, looking at it and seeing that this TNT's wrapped around his heart and then connected to his programmed brain is just crazy to me. I can't help but speculate and come up with theories. Who can? I mean, this game is full of it. I mean, you, it, it, every corner, what's that doing there? Uh, what's going on in this world? You know, that's the fun thing about it. I mean, I would love to get your guys' take on it. Yeah, I am going to leave a link um, for you to comment. Um, I want to hear everything, theories, how you think this show is. But anyways, we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, with that said, I believe the ancient builders did this as a self-defense, actually. I think they took the creeper that used to be uh, very symbiotic with its um, with nature because it's in every biome. It gets along in every biome. And I believe that builders did some bio rearrangements with this creature, turned it into a defense weapon to defend themselves against the zombie apocalypse. I know that um, sounds a little crude you know just blowing the heck out of these uh zombies but um I, I i truly believe that i i mean it seems quite evident with the tnt and the programming unless something else programmed it but uh, that's my theory that's my right theory on i'd like to hear yours um i mean these zombies would have been rapidly overtaking the world these uh ancient builders from what i've seen they were really good at building but they fell short on the weapon building like 
swords that's not going to do much when the zombie horde comes after you breaking down the walls of your fort i mean tnt um the tnt uh that's a very destructive blow you know um i mean even the bestiary and i can attest to this uh tnt will kill you even with full diamond armor on i mean it's going to blow you to smithereens and it's going to knock out the guy next to you and anybody within four blocks three to four blocks is going to get hurt um this would be very effective at blowing out hordes of zombies i believe i and that's what brings me to this theory that i created um let's see here um you know we discussed uh the creeper um the ancients biologically manipulated this creature as a defense weapon against zombies yeah we covered all that um you know but it would be detrimental to their walls i mean there would be zombies next to the walls and that is a flaw to the theory and i'll point that out myself like their own creepers as a defense would be um counterintuitive if you will because they would be blowing up creepers and also their own structures and perhaps the good intentions to stop the world from ending led to coincidentally blowing up their own buildings and walls i mean allowing the massive rotting walking meat to break in and bite and infect i that could have been part of what happened this is all speculation guys i mean honestly there's so many things and variables that could have brought down the ancient builders but that's not what we're discussing the bring that bring down of them i got into the creeper there for a second i wanted to break down its anatomy um and i also wanted to allude to that i believe it used to be a peaceful creature that this thing was around before ancient builders ancient builders came the creeper was there roaming old biomes they respected this creature because it was peaceful with nature. It's silent. It is, I mean, it's a, it's a creature that is peaceful, honestly, until they put dynamite in it and turn it into a living bomb. Um, I want to say that, I don't know, maybe even the programming went askew, switched binaries or something. Like from kill undead to kill living builders. Um, because we resemble the ancients, like in physical form, us as the player, the demigod, if you will. Uh, I think players are different than ancient builders. Same in physical form, but I I see us more of a demigod that quasi reincarnates every time we die, you know? Uh, maybe that's why the creeper attacks just us, but heck uh it could have been programmed to kill ancient builders and since we look like ancient builders it comes after us and that's why it avoids the builders maybe the elders messed uh with the coding i don't know that specifics i just know that the creeper holds significance um perhaps that is the reason cats are kept in towns you know i mean they are scared of cats um they run away keeps the villagers safe um I mean, the flaw that is creepers do not go out of their way to blow up villagers, so that doesn't seem plausible. Maybe that's just a software glitch. I don't think it's a software glitch. I don't think someone just switched. Um, 
And like I said about the ancient symbol on the cloak, um, it stems from the creepers being peaceful and numerous. And they resist the light, they're resilient. It just makes sense that that's why they would make carvings of sandstone. They're extremely resilient creatures. Um, and these temples still being around in contemporary times would eventually be discovered by the villagers that we know today. I'm saying after the ancient builders left, the villagers would have stumbled upon these ancient desert temples, seen this image carved into the stone, and probably revered it. I mean, they would have been in all of the ancient building itself. Um, let's see here. I, I'm sure there is an evolutionary timeline that I'm not even going to get into about the villagers coming post-ancient builder. But I'm pretty sure they came after the ancients. I don't think they would live alongside each other. And then I think the villagers and illagers kind of forked off on the evolutionary timeline like a faction group. And that suggests the pale skin. However, they just would have marveled at the architecture, the grandiosity of the creeper image, and it would have just emblazoned into their culture. And then that would have just got passed down, celebrated in their own way with the cathedrals, the, I call them cathedrals in their villages. That's how they celebrate this. I guess their practice in this is through a form of alchemy using the brewing stand. I think it's a form of um, expression to the creeper in their own way. Um, the cleric is the keeper of knowledge and I think there's more to this man that meets the eye. Now, he's not a man. Now these people <laughs> have a specific gender, sorry. Um, just a person. Um, so next time, you know, that you're at the brewing stand making some potions for your next adventure, turn your head to the finely robed man in the choir regalia with the red dyed Tyrian purple and the emblem stitched on the back of his cape with this respected creature that has been hissing around the overworld for eons. You know, tip your cap to this guy. I think he knows what's going on. So let's do a little recap, guys. You know, I threw a lot of information at you. You know, what really breaks down to is two entities in this theory, right? I know I went off a little track on the ancient builders, but I kind of saw that necessary as a little back explanation so you knew what they were, especially to those new to Minecraft and listening to this. And it's my first uh, episode, guys. So uh, yeah, tell me what I need to do to improve this. I love constructive feedback i do i really do but um so the two entities right the cleric and the creeper what it boils down to is the creeper i think everybody hates him it appears like i, I read on forums and whatnot and he's easy to hate because he blows your structures up but that's what makes the game fun if you didn't have the creeper you wouldn't have that challenge. You wouldn't have that element of surprise. As much as I hated to getting bombed, and this just happened to me in one of my cities called Northfront. 
it was perfectly walled off. I put, I forgot to put a torch on top of a ceiling, or on top of a roof, and it wasn't lit. One of them generated, jumped down pretty much on my head, and bam, blew me up, and it blew up my church, my for my own specific religion and my empire. And I had to do a bunch of reconstruction, patch up a big hole. I'm pretty sure he may have been charged by a lightning strike. That guy did a lot of damage. Anyways, getting off topic, what I'm saying is if you didn't have those explosions, if you didn't have that thrill, this game would not be as fun. I mean, it's a fun game, but just give a little bit of credence to the creeper. And I hope I point out that um, I think that he's held in high regard by these clerics. And I think the clerics got that image imprinted into them by the ancients holding the creeper in high regard. The creeper came, evolved in Minecraft nature. It was around before ancient. Ancient came, respected that symbiotic relationship with nature. They carved its face in temples. The ancients disappeared probably used the creepers as a defense mechanism against the zombie outbreak but they succumbed to the outbreak we see that with the temples fast forward eons later hundreds made thousands of years later villagers emerged they saw these carvings in the ancient temples they started to revere them the creeper was around in current times it's just that they knew him as an explosive force they probably learned to respect that. So they embroidered it on their capes, erected temples to revere these creatures. And they practice worshiping these creatures by doing their own rituals with a brewing stand. And clerics are somewhat rare, but I believe they're all part of the same sect. And they, symbol, and they resemble a lot of the cleric canon. I just think it's a fascinating theory. I'll leave it up to you. I hope you guys enjoyed it. This wraps up the show, everybody. Um, until next time, this was the premiere episode of Realm News. I'm so grateful for everyone that took their time to tune in. I hope at the least that you got a little something out of this, if not at the least some entertainment. Until next week, and until then, keep exploring, crafting, and never stop using your imagination. I will see you then with another Realm News. It is going to be exciting, guys. I can't wait to see you there. Don't forget to leave those comments. Don't forget to follow me. And don't forget to rate this. See ya.